1: Views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. <laughs> A little recording thing. still so Okay, right. hello everyone. You're listening to those are the girls with Mallory and friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria, and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional
0: values. All right, guys. So today is an episode for all our boss babes and soon to be boss babes. If you are. In the midst of finishing college, looking for a job, we just want to kind of provide you our tips and tricks of what we've learned over the last couple of years of working in life, well, like guess working general, yeah. and, um, <laughs> and just kind of what we've learned along the way, what it's like being a millennial in an office. I think a lot of people, it's a very different I guess, like, we come in with a very different mindset than, like, a boomer mindset. That makes sense. Yeah, And so it's, like, because it is very interesting, kind of, like, our work-life balance compared to, like, the boomers' work-life balance compared to, what is between millennials and boomers? X. Is it X? Z is someone right behind us. I guess it's Jenny. Yeah. It's just, like, it's a very different, like, there is, like, a difference when it comes to, like, age cultures, in my opinion. I yeah. mean, might I don't know, because I work for a corporation. I won't name the place I work for. But I work for a corporation that is, like, an international company that employs, like, I don't even know, almost 100,000 people, I think. They employ mm-hmm. a lot of people. Like, my yeah. division alone, I think, employs, like, 20,000 but um but yes yeah, so it's very interesting like usually like I'm the youngest in the room um by 20 years to be honest because I have the like I'm blessed with the opportunity to be working and essentially working with VPs and the president of our division and not a lot of people my age get the opportunity
1: and I want to pause for a second. Um, and also the industry you're in is very older focused anyway. Yes. And I think that, you know. the industry, commit, Yeah.
0: And I'm sorry to interrupt. But the industry I'm in, you generally stay in for your whole career. Yeah. Because it's such like a niche industry. And it's not like it's such a learning curve from, um. Like, I mean, it took me a good year to learn. And that's kind of some of the advice we want to like provide you and know like you're not alone if you're like, what is going on? Because I'll be frank, it took me a good year to learn the industry and then the next like a year to master it, if that makes sense. Because I've been with my company a little over two years and I wouldn't say master it, but like it takes a year to learn and then a year to hone your skill to get more comfortable doing yes it. yes exactly yeah. I wouldn't yeah, yeah. I'm nowhere near master you can ask me <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really like starting at my groove, understanding stuff and it is like I mean our industry it really is like a very like and it's a good industry to say in like it's not going anywhere to be honest
1: yeah and I I think that that's something too to consider um, when you are looking into careers and industries and things like that, um, if you are looking to do a career outside of um, politics or because politics is going to always change and that's going to be yeah going back and forth. So I know a lot of people listening do politics, but if you want to do like a career in um, something, I guess, would it be more traditional? Would that or non-traditional? What I'm in? Yeah.
0: See, I feel like... I feel like it's traditional in the sense of like. I I think it's just how our industry is. My mom's job topped, and like she's gone from like pharmaceutical sales to essentially selling people to do blood drives for the Red Cross to now working for a credit union selling or credit union association selling um, their um, services okay so like my mom's been a salesperson her whole career but she's gone from multiple different industries okay yeah so like I think that is something to consider because to have um
1: when you're looking at jobs you're just like oh what should I do I think finding something that is stable is
0: just something to consider Mm -hmm. because for but it also depends on what you want too to be honest I wasn't looking for anything stable when I came into this job right and I wasn't aware of the honestly I wasn't aware of the industry well and that's another thing too is when you are
1: looking at jobs when you do these tests I know they had us do a test in high school and in college look at the things that you may not have heard of like there's jobs I mean my job now I I mean i I feel like I knew what it was but not really but like not as much as like your job your job completely like out of the water it yeah. didn't even exist like
0: 100 years ago yeah let's go back real quick let's okay. say a little bit because I don't think we've said what you're doing and we haven't really clarified exactly what I'm doing I don't want to be like too ambiguous Pro um okay. so I work as a business analyst on a strategy team in and i'm financing it in the aerospace industry that's what we're meaning like the aerospace industry is so like it's such a community it really is
1: if and that makes ladies, any
0: sense i think also two ladies it'll be a
1: good space to go into because like if you're just like I-, I don't know what to do i would look into it because i mean number one there's not a lot of women in it yeah. number two is job security in the community aspects because it's mm-hmm. such a niche I think that yeah. like to me that sounds like that'll be a good job mm-hmm. I just know my brain doesn't work that way so I would
0: yeah never. And, it, and it is such a <laughs> learning curve and like there's no like books I was telling I was oh, talking yeah, to someone I I'm never. like I'm like I'm trying to find a book to read to understand this industry and I can't figure it out like there's books to understand like Netflix and the streaming platforms and The cell phone industry. There's all these articles, all these books about pretty much every industry, but the airspace industry, because it's such like a niche. And like, I made a joke with someone the other day. I go, I could make millions selling a book on just the acronyms (laughs) and the terminology in our industry alone. That it's just so, it's just so specific, and that's why it was so hard for me to learn like my first year. Like, everything I could. Um, I mean, especially being in a place, like, essentially, my role is to do research into what the market's doing, what our competitors, what um, uh, trends and stuff like that, what the airlines are doing, stuff like that, in order to create our business strategy strategy for our company to figure out, okay, what are we doing in the next five years? And so essentially you get thrown in and expected to know all this stuff to help plan for the next five years, even though you have no idea what's going on in the industry to start with. And so that was like a really struggle for me. And I was definitely impatient on learning, I would say. And that I was like, why do I not know what everyone else knows yet? And I think there's a reason why people stay in this industry their whole careers is because it is such a big learning curve. And it's very hard, like I said, with my mom, my mom went for multiple industries. It's very hard for her to come into our industry in like her 40s, 50s, never being in the industry before.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine.
0: Like it's really interesting too. Like we see people coming. 'Cause like our division is very different from other divisions, and that I will not tell you what I do. But um it's really interesting seeing people from even different divisions still in the same company, still in the same air and still in the aerospace coming from a different divisions into ours to work, and they're like, I'm still over my head. Mm. So <laughs> I that's still- what I do. Now tell us a little, <laughs> and this is my first. Big girl job. And so essentially, what I was looking for with my job is I love research. So I was a triple major in undergrad in economics, political science, and mathematics. And so I still use essentially all of those in my job today.
1: Oh, wow. That's That's really good. Because I have to
0: understand what the markets are doing, financial trends, understanding um, geopolitical stuff. Like, understand what's going on. Like, for example, I was trying to remember which country it was. In the Middle East, there's a country that it was like a new fly zone. You had to fly over it. And so these airlines were having to fly around it. And that really affected their business.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. And see, that's so fascinating because that stuff, you know, the average person is just not thinking about. Um, so but what do you do, Mal? Okay, so (laughs) I am the constituent liaison um, for a congressperson in North Carolina. So I don't really want to say who it is. I love the person a lot and I'm very proud, but it just gets weird and like, you know, working for the government, there's like weird rules. So I just want to keep it on the DL who specifically. But if you really want to know, you can message me and I'll tell you it's no big deal. Um, In that sense. But I'm the constituent liaison. So let me tell you about this position because everybody has one. The biggest thing is let's say you need to go to, you're having a trip to Jamaica next month and you realize you need to get your passport renewed. You can contact your congressperson, their district office, and they can help you mail your passport. So that's like the biggest way it'll affect you. Like that affects. Everybody, well, pretty much everybody. Everyone who's traveling out of the country. Everybody who's traveled out of the country, it can affect you if you have a passport. Um, And so, you know, if you send your passport in the regular way, you have to send it in, I want to say like six months in advance. But if you need your passport within a couple of weeks, I think even within a month or two, you have to send it through your congressperson. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite story is someone got their passport five hours before their plane took off it arrived at their house so um so that's how it'll be applicable to you yeah i know i was when he called to tell me i was like wow god bless and it was another lady who um her husband should surprise her for anniversary trip to italy (laughs) yes and um Thankfully she got hers in time. But yeah, so if you need passports and stuff like that, like this, that's where you go. You go to your your uh congressperson. Um but they also do other things so They help you with any federal agency. So the federal agencies I'm in charge of, um, well, the two big ones, because I'm in charge of a lot, but the two big ones that I do are IRS and um USCIS. So immigration, those are the two big ones. Um And basically, I am the liaison, the person that goes in between, like, you have a problem, I contact someone in the government agency to help you connect to get that problem fixed. And I love it because it's helping people. I mean, a lady, like, cried to me about how I've helped her. And, you know, I, like, put the phone on mute because I was crying, too. So it's great. Now, I don't want to say that I am, like, this big career person because I just started a couple months ago like what it's like my third month um but I have had jobs like part-time jobs in the past and I tried to always work throughout college like I've tried to always work um I will admit like I have friends that were making like 40,000 a year in like undergrad I never had a job like that I had a job that would like cover food and like one night a month going out. Sebastian <laughs>
0: actually did that working fast food. He like worked his way up for minimum wage manager. In, wow. like and was making like forty thousand in college. Well, one of my that's how my friend did it. She worked for
1: Cookout. She like skyrocketed at Cookout. Um, but that's just not an industry that I was interested in, and I liked pr- pretty much all of the jobs um that I had. So before I had this job, well, I'll start off in undergrad. So my sophomore year and undergrad, sophomore year and junior year, I believe, I worked. Um, no, just sophomore year, because junior year, I was at the Supreme Court. So sophomore year, I worked at um, the desk. So I was the person, hi, welcome to Seton Hall. Um, yes, we do actually have bathrooms, like every other building <laughs> over there. That was—I don't know why—that question annoyed me to know end. People be like, "Do you guys have a bathroom?" No, our our building does not have a bathroom. You have to go. There's up. no but bathrooms
0: anyway. on campus. <laughs> right.
1: There's no bathrooms on campus. There is uh, the woods right
0: there. You just go back there. We give You'll people chamber. Students. We give our students chamber pots in their <laughs> their uh, dorm rooms. No bathrooms. They're running water. We're just old yeah. chamber pots. They jump yeah, yeah. out the window in the morning.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I did that, and that was fun in the sense it was like customer service. And then I did so my junior year, the um, first semester I did Supreme Court, and then that second semester I just, hey, mommy, can you put twenty dollars in my account? And then um, the next year after that, and then the year after that, I did Cuban, which I absolutely loved, but kumon's only twice a week and it's obviously it's not raking in the dollars um and then in grad school i worked at the law library basically doing customer service as well i just checked people in found books dusted things it got really interesting we um had a uh a ring of book thieves and then we had a squirrel in the ceiling so hmm. one day I'll have to tell those stories because those were crazy. Um and then I did students for life uh action, like a bunch different part-time stuff for them. Um all that to say, um my path wasn't as straight as Victoria's and
0: I didn't Oh um, get... my path wasn't straight though, I will say that because I did do that one semester a PhD in grad school and then was like fair. I was like, oh, this isn't for me
1: fair but you did you've had this job for like two or three years almost three right yeah so like it still wasn't because like and also too i started this in april which is like in the middle of the year as opposed to like most people start theirs in like august or january yeah true um so that's what i mean and um but it got me to where i am i forgot the point i was making
0: um (laughs) well we're saying like what are Backgrounds is so I'll, uh, yeah, um, go ahead. Continue on because first advice segment, what advice do you have for people looking for a job right now? Like, how did how were you able to get your job? And what advice do you have people looking for a job right now? Because I know there's a lot of college graduates that are trying to find that job. Yeah. So, okay. So, hot take
1: there's a lot of jobs right now, but if
0: two things, there's like cookout and Chick-fil-A. A. think all there's those places a lot of jobs in the retail industry right now. There's not a lot of jobs for entry-level college and graduates. That's what I was going to say. So
1: hot take, it's okay if you don't, if you spend all that money to go to Chick-fil-A, I mean, to go to school and you have a degree in neuroscience or something like that, and you haven't found a job yet. It's okay now. I personally think it's okay not to take the Chick-fil-A job. Now, if it's been two years, okay, maybe take a See,
0: I disagree job. with that a little bit because yeah. I think it shows a lot about your character that even though it like it just shows that you're a fighter, in my opinion.
1: Because so, it's like, okay,
0: like you're struggling to get a job, but you know what? I'm gonna work this job and make money until I can't find that job.
1: Okay, so and I'll push back on that I think What would be a little bit better You get an unpaid Internship at
0: Zero blah 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 Something lower level But that's a little bit different because I will say My little sister is going through this right now She's decided she's going to Work at her summer Job from last year because you also have To think there's not a lot of um, Internships open right now Fair I just think you should stay in your in like I I think you should stay in your industry. Yeah. If you
1: are not planning to be a business manager of a Chick-fil-A or something like that, I don't think that you should do the Chick-fil-A. So, I think for example um I think it's better to take a lower paying or like an unpaid something yeah. that is going to put you in the same trajectory than take some of these random re- once you have your college Okay, free. well, let's
0: let's rephrase this. I think and I think this is where we can find the compromise. I think if you can get an internship in your industry, do that. If you can't, get that job working for Chick fil A or Starbucks or whatever until you can find your job.
1: Yes. And the only, okay, so here's the other caveat too. Here's the problem. <laughs> Sebastian just casually walked by. Um, He's taking the dogs out. <laughs> um here's the only thing though like for example if I worked a full-time so like I'm just imagining I don't have a job right now so I say I'm gonna work the full-time nine to five at like a retail something the reality is like I mean and it could just be because I'm getting older um but like you're going to be too tired to and like you can get distracted that you don't end up in the
0: area so that that's the only reason why like i kind of push back on that too like i think i'll rephrase my claim okay (laughs) not full-time part-time because that's why and like you and i are awesome not only do we have our jobs but we're also going down like an entrepreneurial side yeah and all the potty i say do that too i say that do that do more of that than just take yeah. the Well, that's what all from. the podcasts say it's like you know what if you really want to go like dive like head first i know the skinning confidential is big on this she said she worked multiple jobs on top of having her blog in order to make her blog her like main hustle yeah and so that's where i think is like okay like and then see i see that different though I, I agree with you on that so i see that different
1: if you want to do entrepreneur stuff working at you know, Chick Fil A, or I keep saying Chick Fil A. I think I want Chick Fil A, um, but like Chick Fil A or retail. Mm. If you want to be entrepreneur, I think that's all fine. I think taking whatever, wherever you can get the money, wherever we get the money legally and morally, then get the money. Well, it's,
0: but it's the same concept, don't you think? Like, you want the entrepreneurial should be your full time no. job. You want but, like you I want like to you're... get a full time job, like you spend that extra time, like you work until you can get that full time job. I don't know. I just... You find, I, like, I mean, people, have to pay rent. people have to pay bills. I know, like... Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Like, I, I know, mean... like... I mean, Sorry, a no lot way. of people are able to go home and, like, be with their families until they can get a job. But if it takes you months to find a job, I know my sister's been looking for months now. Yeah. And... It's just a lot what, of this what's stuff. Her what's
1: her major? Biology
0: and math. You would think. Yeah, you
1: think. Yeah, you would, think, yeah, she would, you would it. think
0: with like COVID and all that, because she wants to work in a research lab. But people just don't want to hire students that lack experience.
1: Yeah. So once again, though, like I think that if she works, like I feel like you can find a job that's in your industry. Nothing mm-hmm. like. And once again, like if you, but I think once again, entrepreneurship is different because. <laughs> you just, i think you should just find wherever you can get the money yeah legally and morally like yeah. that of those caveats i think that's fine but like neurosurgeon if you went to school to be a neurosurgeon i don't know but why that's you not a job that's completely different you'll find a job as a
0: neurosurgeon
1: well i would think you would find a job research in biology though like i'm shocked you didn't find one i feel like that engineering and um finance are like you're always going to have a job for that but this well, a those the thing jobs. they don't
0: want to hi- they don't want to do the training cuz they don't want people in because of covid in there doing yeah. training. Yeah. So yeah, well, so anyway. we're <laughs> off topic. Okay, what advice do you what have? What advice? Have okay. So, um your, and like tell uh, briefly about your hiring process. Okay. So, the best advice, I think the
1: most important advice, the thing that matters the most is networking every job except for one and it was a fluke that I've ever gotten has been because I knew somebody and not like oh you know somebody but like
0: no it- that's how like I will say my job and I'll explain mine a little bit but like all the jobs like my mom has gotten was from networking not saying that yeah. she wasn't qualified but it always that's helps what I you mean. get a foot in
1: the door because let me tell you guys the truth the reality is most not all most jobs post on indy and all that so they can say that they're looking for people they're not really going to get someone from indy they're going to get bob who's worked at the company for four years friend who was recommend highly recommended that has a good resume this other thing too a lot of the times you still have to be good these people don't because you're yeah. going to make your friend look bad if you're not a decent hire you make your friend look bad and they're not going to waste time and money on someone hiring
0: if you and someone else have identical resumes but they know someone in the company they're gonna pick that person over you
1: absolutely so networking is the best biggest thing you have to and i think that's something that people forget um especially in college you have to meet new people you have to make connections at your internships Mm -hmm. at things. Um, The job I got is because a person I go to church with, I was expressing how I didn't have a job I was just really need part of a stable income um because you know I did the stuff with students for life I have my side business and stuff like that but I just need a stable income and he was like well shoot me over your resume and then he was like well who do you want me to give it to I was like literally anyone that's hiring I will do anything at this point in this in the political field so then he sent it over and then that's how they're like, oh this resume is fire and I'm like yeah that's what I've been telling people for years and then They finally someone was like oh yeah we need her so like that's the biggest advice I have it's just like make sure you're networking and talking to people the second thing is like your interview is so important and it's not and I think that because of society is so lax and how do I know this just from conferences uh not necessarily the one that just happened we'll talk about that another episode but like just conferences in general like being there and seeing like how business attire is like a crop top, and a short skirt, and then a blazer, like, people have really laxed on that, and because of that, when you wear an actual, like, you know, dress or a suit, I'm not a suit girl, because um hillary clinton and kamala harris frightened me i, I just don't want to look like them uh, and so i don't do suits
0: i love a good like power suits
1: oh uh, i i'll wear a dress i'll wear a bright colored dress to the day i die but yeah so if you wear a suit or a dress and if you are speaking articulately if you are if you're together that goes a long way and if you're using if you have your personality i know that i um in uh, in grad school, we would have like these little breakout sessions um, and they'd give you like free lunch. So I went to like all of them, <laughs> um, especially because right before I had that job, I was, <laughs> your sis was struggling. Um, and one was on like career and being hired. Um, and they said that by the time you get to your second interview, it's not even really about what you've done, who you are. You're basically hired. They just want to see if you fit in with the company. So be yourself. I think that's so important. I think sometimes we think that we should sound X, y, and Z. and like obviously I have a professional persona for lack of a better word than I do like here. like I wouldn't talk to my boss like, yeah, girl, you sis. like I would never do that. Um, that's not appropriate. but you can still be yourself. For example, she needed a raincoat, and if you see my raincoat, it's bright pink. And I offered her my raincoat, and she was like, eh. and "I was like, oh, is it not your style?" And we laughed and joked about that. You know, like you can still be yourself, but in a professional setting. And I just think those two biggest things are like your interview is so important, and then networking. That is like, um, like I don't know how else to get a job. Like people ask me, especially since I finally got I'm like, how? I I don't know how else to say other than like you have to know somebody. Yeah. You have to know somebody, especially in this day and time, because like Vic and I were saying, retail um, and restaurants and fast food places are hiring, but it's kind of hard to get a job, like a career. Like jobs, if you just need a job, sure, get one. And there's nothing wrong with having a job, especially if you your goals are entrepreneurship. And we can talk about entrepreneurship and how it's different than corporate, because um, it's so different but um like if I anyway so we can talk about that in a little bit but yeah. the career wise you have if you want to find a career you have to have to know somebody so how do you meet people uh school through networking through school honestly through social media too um getting to know people on a personal level now don't just like random I followed you for two days can you tell your boss uh don't do that but like Mm -hmm. you know the, the relationships you've developed like through friendships i was reading this book that i think we should all read together one day um and it's called the defining decade And it's about like making the most of your 20s and she said in the book she was like the um people People who are going to get your job aren't your friends. People who are going to get your job are your acquaintances. And that's 110% too. I'm thinking of the three jobs that I've had recent or like most recently. Last summer, I interned with the RNC. How did I get that? Someone that, Larry. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, he just said, Larry was
0: the one that helped you with
1: that. Yeah, he literally texted me one day. I was like, Do you want to intern for the RNC? And I was like, Yeah. And like, but Larry, I wouldn't say he's, like, my best friend or anything, like, I, I haven't gone out with him or anything like that, so, like, though, like, R&T, so, uh soon as for, like, that I got from my friend Titus, who I did a couple things with him, and he was, like, you know what, you seem like you'd be good at X, Y, and Z, apply for this, and then, like, I just said, my latest job I got from someone I go to church with that I was just casually talking with, would say he's my best friend or anything like that, never went out with him either, yes. like, all of the people who you the people who are going to help you are going to be acquaintances now once again don't you know not straight up strangers but acquaintances and also to letting people know that you need a job that was one thing I had to work on out of Mm -hmm. humility because I feel like I come off so together and I I'm not um
0: but I do like to I I don't but you also but I will say too you have also been working on your master's that too so it wasn't like you just didn't have a job because you didn't have a job like you are technically still in school yeah but I still felt I don't know I just I felt like I I wasn't I will say you should not be beating yourself up okay like I said you're still getting your master's and it was in the middle of COVID you had a job but then lost it because of COVID yeah So it wasn't (laughs) like you were like you don't need to beat yourself up over that but I will um because we need to move on from this topic. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um also mention LinkedIn is yeah. accept anyone that um you know. um, like accept anyone like it's not like Facebook or Instagram's like, oh I don't know you, I'm not gonna accept you. No, you accept everyone on LinkedIn because you never know when you need that connection. Mm-hmm. Secondly, do not treat it like a normal social media account. You don't need to be like Hey, look how cute my dog is. No, it's LinkedIn. This yeah, is driving people crazy. Doing
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn
0: is like people on LinkedIn start treating it like Facebook. No, this is for professionals. You provide professional updates. Like, hey, I just started my masters or hey, I just finished my MBA. Looking for yeah. a job in consulting, like stuff like that. That's what I just that's wrote for. an
1: article for the Blaze. Here yes, my article stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good point. We should do because fa- a in blog my opinion, about your
0: social media for the most part, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that is not meant for you to talk about your professional life. Those social media platforms are meant for you to brag about your personal life. LinkedIn is a place for you to brag about your professional life.
1: Yes, and I think. Um, and then we can move on but I, another thing too is bragging like I know that humble brag humble brag like when people ask you like have you blah 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 yes I actually blah 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 like for example what I said about the supreme court yes yeah, say those things these things are good yeah because it shows your strengths and it shows like those. especially if you worked at some place like for just an example like the supreme court mm-hmm. that needs to be talked about as much as possible yep Maybe not to your family because I know my brother is like, okay, we get it, you did the Supreme Court, but in a professional setting, those mm-hmm. things should come up appropriately, though too. But it definitely should come up on your. And you don't say, "Hi, my name's
0: Mallory, intern for the Supreme Court." Like, right. no,
1: <laughs> especially when it was yeah so don't do that but you know when people are talking about your background like oh what are some things that you've done i did bring up the supreme court because i quite frankly that's an amazing thing to have on my resume it's like a once
0: in a lifetime internship
1: it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and honestly it's a good conversation starter too Mm -hmm. because then we can talk about um the supreme court we can talk about people's opinions on different decisions and all of this is part of the networking and i know that networking can be overwhelming i think we should do a video like a youtube video on that yeah. well that's what i
0: was thinking too like we can do one on networking and then one on linkedin i think i have a person from linkedin that um or someone who's like an expert in linkedin that we can come on to kind of help us with our linkedin profiles it's actually one of my sorority sister's dads and he came oh. to my sorority to help us do our linkedin accounts Okay, but anyway, real quick, my hiring experience is a bit different than Mouse. So what I did, my mom told me that for women, we usually do not apply for a job unless we're one hundred percent qualified. That's true. Men do it if they're like, even if they're fifty percent qualified. So what I did, and I took that advice to heart, I applied for jobs that I thought were interesting. That you know what, I may not be one hundred percent qualified, but Let's just give it a try. I applied to over fifty jobs on Indeed. I heard back from five to ten I interviewed for. Yeah, I believe, and that's normal. Yeah, and so don't expect like, okay, like I applied to these ten jobs, I should hear back from six when an interview. No, like if you looked at my percentage, that's like what five, no, ten to twenty percent. I heard back from, like that's crazy low. And, and so that, well, that's normal but that's normal that's normal that's normal okay. and I will say too at the at the company I am at um one of the guys that interviewed me was a guy I went to high school with that oh. didn't even realize oh so did you realize that when you got
1: there
0: yeah I was like oh, oh my god goodness. and he <laughs> was like the uh, like my um the other analyst like me and him were like the same position essentially there's two of us
1: and honestly, probably he probably put the that for you. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying, you guys. Don't also don't burn bridges. This is just a, yes. sorry. Quick oh, tangent. Yeah. Do not burn bridges. You you never know you might
0: have to recross
1: it. Never know when someone <laughs> can help you, when you can help someone, like do not burn bridges. You can definitely understand putting up boundaries because there are obviously there's gonna be people that you meet that you're gonna be like, not the biggest fan of them, but do not burn that bridge.
0: Yep. All right, so we've gone through the hiring process. We've gone through LinkedIn. What advice do you have someone that has just started a job? They go, oh my God, Mal, I am starting my first job. What advice do you have for me?
1: Okay, what advice for new job starters? I'll start Um, real quick. Yeah, you go. I know
0: someone gave me this advice. They go, ultimately your work is to make your boss look good. Mm -hmm. So you need to focus on Make sure your boss looks good, your team looks good, and your company looks good. That entails things you're dressing professionally, you're talking professionally, you're doing um, the best work you can provide. And um, yeah, I mean, your ultimate goal is to make your boss, your team, and your company to look good. It's not about you.
1: Because if you do want to move
0: up in the company, your boss is the one that determines that your boss determines your raises your boss determines heck if you keep the job or not Mm
1: -hmm. but in
0: the end and I I mean it's just facts in the end you're there to make your boss your team and your company look good Mm
1: -hmm. I echo that because that's similar to what I was going to say so instead of that I'm going to say this um ask questions ask 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 if you don't understand something if you are not sure about something, just go ahead and ask. I know that my supervisor is probably annoyed with me at this point because I will ask a question, and I've always been like this I'll ask a question in a heartbeat if I don't understand it. Yep, but it's so much better to ask the question to clarify than it is now. Don't be annoying, but it's so much better to ask the question to clarify than
0: to do spend all this time doing something and then mm-hmm. turns out
1: it's not right.
0: I've done so, that, I've done that. Yeah. Me and my boss had a misinterpretation. And I did a whole thing just no, that's not what I meant for you to do. And I go, I just spent this whole day doing this. Yeah. And it's because so, I didn't clarify.
1: Yes. Always clarify. Always ask questions. And also too, I think that when you do things like that, it shows that you are trying to learn. And essentially <clears throat> your supervisor, your boss, whoever, um, want someone who is going to constantly be learning also last other piece of advice I just thought of this I drove to work the very first day or that Sunday before I started work because I wanted to make sure I got the route right oh
0: good point I think I did that too and I think everyone should do
1: that and I told um, my supervisor that and she told like the congressperson I worked for and she was so impressed like you would have thought I told, I said that I met Donald Trump and then like got his blessing. Like That's how she made me feel. She was so happy and impressed. So now I'm going to always do that. And I also yeah. drove um to the, another office. I worked outside of the office and I wasn't, sh- and I needed to work there on a, a weekend and I wasn't sure of the route. So I did that during one of the weekdays that they allowed me to, I did that as well. And that was super impressive. So like tiny things like that, yeah. And also the reality is you might not know where you work because the address address on my uh well anyway yeah you might not know where you work so it'd be just good to do
0: that. Yeah. And then I will add that to on to that too. Be on time if not yes. early. Yes. It looks I've very bad if you yeah. show up late to a meeting. Yes. The other thing I would add too and this is something I'm learning with my MBA that we you need to make sure you set expectations early. And I know this is a lot this is more coming from like a manager side. But you need to talk with your manager, be like, okay, like, do you expect me to be here exactly at 8 a.m. sharp or like because some managers are very strict, like you have to be here at 8 a.m. And you're working till 5 p.m. You get an hour off from 12 to 1 for lunch and like that's it. Or is it kind of do it on my own time? Like not do it on my own time, but like as long as I get my work done. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and it's like you need to talk to your boss at of times, like, Okay, what are your expectations? How do you work well? What advice do you have for me to work well? What do you expect for me to do? Because um, I know my position, I've had a few different bosses already. And this is something I feel like I didn't realize was requ- not required, but highly recommended in order to have a good functioning team. That I really wish we had done. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I agree. And also, too, like your coworkers. And this is going to sound super callous, but this is how I feel. I love all my coworkers. I try really hard not to get too familiar with them because your coworkers are your coworkers, especially Mm -hmm. in a career. You know, your friend at Shelly that works with you at Chick Fil A. Yeah, you guys can probably go out and. Get drinks together, but I really think that like your coworkers are your coworkers. Yeah. Um, you can still be kind and curious. Don't be callous. Like I honestly, I. But like you can still be
0: friends with them, but understand
1: there has that, to be a boundary.
0: Yeah, and understand this is just like your friends. It, it's like okay, you know, you have classroom friends that you're friends with them in the classroom, but you never hang out with them outside yeah, the classroom. Yeah, Same yeah. thing with coworkers. Yeah. Now, also, I will say, I am. I think it's fine being close to coworkers that are on a different team than you. Yeah. When, I think because I'm very close with our HR department because they sit next to us at work. We're not on the same team, but I'm good friends with them. I'd go to lunch with them.
1: Yeah. And I think it's okay to go to lunch with your coworkers. I just think you also have to remember two things like, and this is just advice, just in general business is business. So, yeah. whatever happens, let's say, so part of the reason why I'm thinking of this is like, I really, really like my supervisor. Like, honestly, I could see us being friends, but I try to be as professional. I mean, Mm -hmm. we chat about stuff, but I try to be as professional as possible because at the end of the day, like I said, business is business. And if something happens and she is over me and she has to, you know, reprimand me, she has to... It's like like a
0: parent-child relationship. Like, you can be close, but like in the end, like you can't like... You can't like a parent can have that best friend relationship with a child because in the end they still have to discipline the child.
1: Right. Exactly. So you just have to make sure you have a level of like um understanding businesses and not taking things personally. Mm -hmm. And then last thing, and um you have to figure out how to balance this mindset. But I do try to remember this like we your people on the same level as you, they are your friends to an extent because the reality is if someone needs to get fired it's going to be one of you so Mm -hmm. you need to always be doing your best work yep no matter what and you just can't I don't think that you should be slacking off in any way and I think that you should just have that level of like you know what I'm kind of in competition with this person and I will say that's something
0: I did not learn until my counterpart had left yeah like that is something that I'm still learning like and I will say, too, it's important that you go above and beyond in your work. Yeah, Don't just do, okay, this is what my boss told me to do. Like, because that's what I did. And I'll be frank, it didn't help me out at all. Yeah, And it took me a while to learn that. It's like, look, like, when I do a project, I do everything my boss tells me to do. And then I sit and look at it and go, what would my boss say if he saw this right now? And it's funny. I've, like, told I was, like I know how my boss is, like, voiced in my head going, up that doesn't look great. Right. Like I already know what he's gonna say. And so I'm like, okay, let's try to fit, fit like um fixing this before he sees it. Can you hear my dogs?
1: A little bit,
0: a little bit. Did you just I see Phoebe just- running and out? Yeah. She just wants to be a part. I get a feed. I get um, it her and Kennedy are doing laps right now. Okay. Just She's having her little spaz in. moment. Okay, okay. But I will say too, um, so This is my last piece of advice because you haven't, you're not working on Zoom. I'm working on Zoom. So my boss told me this. So I did not have an office in my last apartment. I, because I was working in my office, like I was working at the office. So when we transitioned to working from home, I had to essentially get an office. And I had my office, my desk against the wall with my camera facing um like our kitchen table and I was like that for a couple months and I wish my I wish I was told up front that it didn't look good so I got told from my boss that hey people do watch people do notice the clutter in the background if they see the clutter in the background it makes you look disorganized Mm
1: -hmm. so in the
0: like you need to make sure that in like these zoom meetings like Your backdrop looks good. And so, what I ended up doing is just flipping my desk around to my backdrop facing the wall with my bookshelf in the back, kind of what it is now. Um, She's crying. I don't know why she's crying. Oh, baby. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Going back (laughs) to it. But he's like making sure, like, yeah, like you are working from home. Like, yeah, you do only have like a couple meetings, but you do need to look nice in those meetings. Like, you don't have to look like crazy nice, but like honestly what I have on right now will be fine like um because I know like when I was just like wearing like hoodies or like I think I would wear like a workout top and put a sweater over top and it just didn't look professional so I ended up buying some like casual tops to wear essentially yeah that didn't look like workout clothes and um that's and, and it was a lot better so it did make i will say like with zooms make sure your background doesn't look distracting or look bad that was the big advice i got because yeah. it does show like kind of like you know how like dress how you want like what you want your job to be mm-hmm. make sure your background is what you you want your job to be
1: professionalism <laughs> and that's what we were talking about earlier too even with your clothes and with um mm-hmm your mannerisms with your boss and your supervisors it's the professionalism yep. and That's- i would love to oh sorry go ahead
0: well i will say too i wrote a blog post um for that oh, political perfect. couple about um what to wear as a political wife mm-hmm. and it's the same advice i give theirs what i would wear for the office what would kate middleton wear i would ask myself <laughs> what would kate middleton wear if kate middleton does not like would she not wear this then you don't need to wear it now, it's okay good. like I mean some offices like you do need to like to look at the culture. There's most people wearing jeans? Then that's fine, but don't wear tear up jeans.
1: Wear right. like
0: dark jeans with a nice blouse and some flats. Like that's perfectly fine. But if you want to be present CEO of that business one day, you need to look the part.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's a good it reflects well on you because how you look outwardly unfortunately people judge that and that reflects on how people think your performance is going to be yep as well do we have any questions about entrepreneurship
0: um yeah just why i know episode? Okay. well that's not like that separate episode we've gone on a while okay we'll just make that because I, yeah. I know like our it, it, the entrepreneurial journey has been is very different from working in an office so Very different. I think we could go on and talk a lot about that and how we both got to be entrepreneurs is actually a really interesting story.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Maybe we could have that just be a separate episode.
0: My last piece of advice, um, as you guys know, I am getting my MBA right now. Um, when your company says, like, I think it's important when you go interview for a company, go. Will the company pay for extra schooling? Ooh, I think yeah. that's big. Big. Big because I think we're getting to the point where you have to have a master's eventually. Mm-hmm. And you need to ask about um, part of the benefits is does the company pay for extra schooling? Would they pay for an MBA? And uh, that's, and I mean, if you don't want it, that's fine. But if that's something you want, if you think you would want in the future, you need to ask if your company will pay for that. Secondly, when your boss tells you, make sure you're bo- hey, make sure your boss is aware you want to get your mba but then when they tell you that it's the time i think you should start looking at mba programs do it regardless yeah. of where you <laughs> are in your life um, Do it. my boss told me he goes we're going to talk about your next five years with this company and i think it's time for you to start looking at mba programs and then within a month i within two months i had started one and even yeah. though i'm like i was i was not planning I'm getting an MBA right now I'll be frank with you I was gonna wait until after the 22 election to oh wow (laughs) yeah I wasn't planning because a lot going on yeah there's a lot going on the 22 election yeah and I'm just not knowing I know how busy we were in 2020 not knowing what's gonna happen in 22 so I was gonna wait until after 22 and then probably start the fall the spring of 23 my boss is like I think right now it's time for you to do it I go well I'm just gonna have to figure it out good I mean, on, we you. Haven't been on like I think at the time I was only doing like I was busy doing working 40 plus hours a week on top of doing my small business on top of doing this podcast yeah honest to god I did not have time to add something else to my plate but you know what they told me to do it so I did it. yeah And I
1: think that's a good trait to have in general um just a side note to add in when if you need to get something done you just go ahead and do it yep. and I'll be honest with you guys tonight I was kind of tired and didn't really want to do this podcast um but I did it like there's just certain times in life and this is just like life advice in general where like you just have to do something you if it, it might not be what you want to do
0: but you just have to do it yep that's good Vic. yep the last thing I have and we'll do a blog post on this what books, podcasts, or other resources would you recommend to someone who is new in their career? okay um the, oh, told, that one oh, book wait. you were mentioning to me yes, but
1: also to really quick um I wanted to say, ah, dang it,
0: what was the advice you just gave I, about just jump jumping in head first and getting stuff done jumping in head first There was one other thing I wanted to add um. Oh, oh well. It was about getting a master's or it was like um was about career. Doing something and when
1: you're not ready. I think it might have been about like oh oh I know what I was gonna say. Um prioritizing too, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. So as an and we'll do this entrepreneur episode but like as an entrepreneur as someone who has like lots of dreams and like I do a lot of extracurricular activities yeah the reality is yeah you know almost yeah. every night I have some sort of political something but the reality is like my job is paying the bills yeah I love the political stuff I do but if I just can't do a political thing that I'm doing for free I give the <laughs> I'm in a lot of free labor. If yeah, I can't do that, too. then I just can't do that. Yep. And I think that's just one thing um, everybody should just be cognizant of and like realizing your priority. Right now, if you have bills to play, that should probably be your priority. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean let everything else slack, but like if you have to pick what I've read in this book, um, this will be a good transition. So uh, one of the books I would recommend is She Factor. Now they've kind of I actually found them out at YWLS from 2019 and they've kind of straight away like the other book days, or a podcast? It's a book and a podcast. The podcast is good. I'm actually going to send you the one I listened to today. Okay. I'm going to send you that to you earlier. But the book is really good. Um and Like I said, it's straight a little bit. So I hesitate recommending it because the other day she was on her page doing like um, saging and like talking about like healing all the extra stuff. But I will say that doesn't take away from the facts that the knowledge that I learned from these books was important. Like I I really, it helps me a lot, like reading that book, the She Factor book. So um, the lesson I learned in the She Factor book is when you... So I'm a dreamer. Like they have like a silhouette thing. You take the test and see like the type of person. Same thing. All personality tests are exact same thing. So I'm a dreamer. So one of the things I have is like, I want to do a bazillion things. I am doing a a gajillion things. Um, And when you do that, you need to prioritize. So what they taught us was make a list of all the things you want to do and then order them of the importance. And then when something happens, see what order it fits in. Or let's say, for example, I would love to go to Key West, Florida next weekend for a girl's trip. This is random for a girl's trip. Spontaneous. My friend invites me. I want to do that. Okay. I'm looking at my list of things, my job, those other girls, um, (laughs) uh, some of the political stuff that I do, uh, love life. These are my priorities. Okay. Also too, it's going to cost me a bajillion dollars. Okay. I look at this thing that I want to do. Does it line up with what I have? Nope. Can't do it. So like that, and I'm a very much like structure person. Like I need structure. So that has helped me a lot. It's just understanding your priorities. Um. So yeah, so she Factor, I would recommend the book. I wouldn't recommend getting into the whole vibe. Some of the podcast episodes are really, really good though. You just have to use discernment. Um, unfortunately, that's one thing that I would love to figure out how we can work on. I feel like a lot, I'm in even some career, like entrepreneur um uh Facebook groups, and they're all about manifesting, using your crystals. Um, the moon, all that stuff is aligned now, and it's so antithetical to the gospel that it's just so frustrating. I cannot find any Christian women that are like entrepreneurs that talk about like. Anyway, so She Factor, uses discernment with that, but that book was really good. Um, the Defining Decade is really good. And then I haven't started it, but I do have it. I need to start it. And it's called um, Why Good nice, Girls.
0: Nice Girls Still Don't Get the Corner Office.
1: Yes, Nice Girls Still Don't Get the Corner Office. That book um, I came to me highly recommended. Um, and like, I would- I would read that one, but She Factor, I read She Factor all the way through, really good, The Defining Decade is really good, I hadn't finished it yet, but I'll, like, to the tip that I told you guys about um your acquaintances, that was in there, and then mm-hmm. it talks just a lot about, and also the tip about the, um like, your job, like, this girl wanted to be an animator, but she was, said she was going to be a barista, till so she was, like, 28, which, you know stuff happens that's possible but the lady suggests that well how about you work in the studio the animation studio doing x y and z like at least get your foot in the door and she just talks about like how you know we are the we are the generation that wants to go everywhere explore and do stuff and none of those things are bad but make sure it's going to be positive things that are going to keep you on your path that are going to help you in the future um so those three books i would recommend
0: Yep, that's good ones. Um, one I recommend is called The Culture Map, it's by Aaron Myers. And it's about decoding how people think, lead, and get things done across different cultures. And oh. so this really taught me because my boss is from um a different country. I think and like I work for an international company. So I talk to people sometimes from China, Middle East, Europe, US, Asia. And it's very interesting like understanding like how to communicate how do people work across different countries um, or different cultures like for example my boss comes from a country that's like a high context country and we as us um, are more of a low context so that means like with a low context whatever we say like say like okay I need you to do this 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 and this those are the things you have to get done and like we say everything we're in a high context country, you have to read between the words so i'll give an example my boss told me hey determine who needs to be on this meeting so i'm like all right i looked it up figured it out okay these are the people who need to be on this meeting this is who the people we need to meet with and he goes why haven't you set up the meetings yet and so yeah. i learned that okay when he tells me like that was reading between the lines like i should have read more it's like okay if he wants me to determine who needs to be on these meetings, I need to go ahead and set up these meetings with these people. So that's kind of the difference between that. Also, um, just understanding like their work habits, um, different things like that. So definitely recommend the culture map. If you're not a big reader, um, Dax Shepard on the Armchair Expert had her on as a podcast on his podcast. Her oh. name's Aaron Meyer. So definitely recommend that other book is and this is what someone at work recommended to me it's called kiss bow or shake hands and it's essentially um and this is when we used to travel yeah. but if you're traveling to like the middle east how do you act in the middle east how do you act as a woman in the middle east um how do you act going to china like you don't generally shake hands in china you bow and it's, it's just different ways of like looking through it's okay like i'm going to china this is what the culture is this is what they expect stuff like that so it's kind of similar in a manner in the books but yeah um so those are the two books i recommend for sure i would read the culture map and this is what the book that they have everyone at netflix read before they start is the culture map oh people can learn how to communicate and work with people from different cultures especially if you're working for like a big corporation like I do you are and it's even like working from people from different parts of the country like there's still different cultures in different parts of our country so it's it's been like a really good book for me to understand how to communicate it
1: sounds very good I will say everybody I work with the they're pretty they're not a different culture. I mean, they're a little bit more country, but that's not necessarily a different culture. <laughs> but if I ever moved to a more corporate, I would really want to read that because I think the biggest, one of, we can wrap up with this, but one of the biggest hurdles in working in corporate um America. In general, yeah, that's, I don't know why I pause like that. In corporate America, it's communication. I think communication, it's same with any relationship you have too, communication is going to always be a h- hurdle. So if you're able to learn how to communicate better with people and how to understand people, that's going to make a huge difference.
0: Yep. So that's all we have about what we recommend to our boss babes working in an office. We'll do another one on the boss babes who want to be their own boss
1: yeah that I can talk for hours I've been doing Well, we talked for hours stuff. I will say I
0: told Mal this idea because we had like a heart to heart the other day about some stuff going on at work with me
1: yeah
0: exactly. and we were kind of like talking about it and and I'm like you know like we should make like an episode of like advice and Mal's like I don't have any advice I don't know what to talk <laughs> about and look we've been over an hour
1: oh wow yeah yeah, yeah you can, have stuff to yeah. talk about Mal that's true. That's true. All right, y'all. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, share with all your friends. If you have any other tips or advice or anything like that, please reach out and tell us. If you have any questions on anything, reach out and tell us. Um, if you, yeah, join our Facebook group. We're going to be doing a lot more talking and communicating in the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. Um, I think that's it. Make sure you do our donation oh, have- this month.
0: All right. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at T-O-G underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.